good sis. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Come, my lady. Come, my lady. Come, my lady. Sugar, baby. We are here with the How Good's This Podcast, and uh, we're back in the digital um, confines of uh, the Zoom calls. And uh, I'm very, very elated to be able to see Steve Libby's face because I've, had, I've yet to do a podcast whilst that bearded man is looking me in the eyes. Uh, how you doing, baby Steve? I'm good. How you guys doing? Dude, we're good. Jules, um, you, my friend, uh, you look Here like... Here we a- go again. <laughs> See? <laughs> what do I look like? You look like a lobster. <laughs> it's heating up out here, man. It's heating up, baby. Like the email slapped you. You're so it's up. I, I actually do feel a little warm now. I think I got, we went on a bike ride today. I think I got a little bit of some color while I was out there. But it's all on the arms. It's all on the face, man. There's nothing else. It's like, if you're wearing a shirt, you're screwed. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does we, it look I, bad? No, you look no, great, man. bro. You, look you got that glow up, son. Yeah. My frosted tips are slowly going away. <laughs> it's been seven years. Seriously, since the Valentine's banquet when you yeah. put those in I, order. Dude, I did it in like July because we shot – or not July, uh, in January because we shot it before. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've had frosted time. tips. I've, you know how many times I've had to justify my frosted tips to people? Well, what's funny is when they first did it – I don't know, Steve, if you noticed this, but Julian went and got his hair cut. He got like the fake tan. Mm-hmm. And every – like – People didn't even ask him about it. He yeah. would be like, "Oh, I got these done for a show." Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he 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 was, yeah. we're like at Jimmy yeah. John's, and he's just getting yeah. a root beer, and they're like, "Here's your <laughs> cup, sir." And he's like, "Oh, these aren't really real." <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> I live in New York. I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm still doing that, dude. I'm still oh, doing that every does time. Your hair not grow? What's the deal with your hair, man? What? Does your hair not grow? What's the deal? No, I've just been getting it cut. It's just been deep in my roots, man. Deep it's just been deep roots, down man. there, dude. Just deep yeah. down. I've been just like stuck with some frosties, dude, all day Stop long. It. It's just it's just down there. And plus, I got short hair, man. I don't know. It doesn't – I don't know. They were like, you should shave it. But then I'm like, man, I feel fat right now. My face is going to look all pudge, and I'm going <laughs> to feel like a real Jersey boy. I want that shit. <laughs> When's the last time you had a shaved head? Dude, when we shot Starleaf, man. Oh, it's the classic. Oh, yes. Remember I played that military guy and I shaved that was the first and only time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, what a good film, man. I, yeah. I we need to have an what annual, a good film, man. We need to have an annual Starlink. <laughs> do you think we could get the rights signed off by the producer and director to do like a mystery science three theater three thousand version of Starleaf where you, me, and Steve just sit in front of it talking shit? Probably. I guarantee you, get... they sent joint packs with the fucking DVD. I don't think they care. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> they sent them to they them like Delaware and Rhode Island. They're pumped. We're, they're pumped. We're talking about them on the podcast right now, man. Go check it out. I mean, honestly, though, to be frank, when I saw that show, uh, it was it far exceeded my expectations. What did you What did you expect? I don't know. Like for some reason, I thought you guys shot it on like one of those old Home Alone like handyman yeah. recorder oh, right, things. Right, right. And, yeah. I mean, to that guy's credit, he did only shoot him on like two little like Canon Mark Three like DSLR cameras, and he was just he was we had nobody. It was awesome. It was crazy, man. That was the best. Nice. It kind of goes shaving my head. Goes yeah. to show you how bonkers like production equipment is nowadays. Yeah, like you can't 
I mean, unless you have a very, very trained eye as a cinematographer or director of photography, telling the difference between, like, the production cameras we use up in the studio versus, like, a $50,000 RE Alexa, you have to have a very trained eye to tell the difference if you color both of them well. Yeah. It's, it, that just, I'm obsessed with comparison videos on YouTubes where, like, dps because <laughs> well, i'm just i'm such a hobbyist like yeah. with photographer and video and these guys will compare like a hundred thousand dollar red monstro that shoots in 8k to like a fucking sony a6300 and i'm like, oh, yeah. like you can't sure. you can't fucking tell the difference like <laughs> you can barely sure. t- tell the difference <laughs> No yeah, way. that's all like that's all jargon to everybody listening. An A sixty three hundred costs like four hundred dollars. Yeah, I got one of them babes, dude. It's so wild, man. Right We're living in the future. Speaking of uh photography and production, I uh, have to tell you guys this story. I think I've probably filled both of you guys in on this already, like inside conversations, but I had this gig the other day and I just I actually just want to get this story down on wax. Because I know I'm gonna, f- I, I know I'm gonna forget it, and it was literally the most absurd, uh, stressful day of my life. I got a call from Logitech. Logitech is a, everybody knows Logitech. They do like gaming headphones and mice, keyboards, and a bunch of really cool products. But they just released these boardroom video conferencing cameras, and actually this camera right here that everybody's, if you're watching the YouTube. You'll Ooh. see it. I, I'm using it. It's very it nice. Cool. It's crisp, bro. Crisp, it's, dude. Yeah, it's like, check me out. I got a remote. I can do like, well, I can what? do pants. Come on now, dude. Come on now. I can zoom now. in, dude. So add can a I. Pension. Add a little pension. Look at me. <laughs> I do the same thing, dude. I can twist and shout. Um, <laughs> so they were throwing a party for their sales team. They have a thousand employees from all over the globe. So they call me. They uh, asked me to play a live show during their sales party, which is like, it's obviously it's just like every other sales party nowadays with companies that are online. It's a Zoom call. It's like the, it's like the one and not the only, but like it's definitely the biggest gig I've got. So, so you needed the gig. I, I needed the gig. It was, it was like, I was excited for it. So I get um, everything set up in my mother-in-law's greenhouse and we're ready for the gig. We were, there's three different gigs. There's a 7 a.m. for the American market. Uh, there's a 3 p.m., which is for, like, the Australasia market. And then there's a 2 a.m., which is, like, for Europe. 7 a.m. show. We're all set up. We're dialed in, dude. My guitar sounded fire. I got the mad reverbs on my vocals so I can sound like Harry Styles. And... Um, about two minutes before I'm supposed to go on, they're introducing me, right? Like, he's a... Eh from Washington State and his dad is a minister and he sings soul music. Like, they're introducing me, right? I look up at my computer screen because I have a reference monitor and my battery icon has a little emblem over it that says not charging. So I'm like, okay, my computer's going to die before I finish this set. So, uh, fuck me, I'm screwed. So I kind of jump up right before they introduce me and I unplug the Thunderbolt cable that's supposed to be powering my computer. Whole system crashes. Pull the Thunderbolt cable, everything goes down. Cameras go bye-bye. I'm off the stream. I'm like, oh my God. So I plug it back in, get 
everything's situated. Okay, I'm good. I'm back, right? I'm here. Hey, cool. Start playing my tunes. I'm going through, like, telling some funny stories. I told them the, like, CeeLo Green story and Finger Foods. You know, like, they really dug that one. It was a, it was a hit. That's a classic. Well, I look up at my battery still the entire show, and it's still not charging. It's slowly going down. So this is 30%. 25%, 15%. I'm on like two songs to being done. And I have to play. I'm contracted to play like an hour, right? So the battery's just still going down. So it's 5% battery left, right? I rush through the last song. Cool. I love you guys. Dream different. Yeah. Um, How are you singing? Were you singing well? Or did you even care what you were singing? I, you were just no, like, I, nervous. I think I did okay. Uh, yeah, that's your gift. <clears throat> so literally finished the last song, computer dies. I'm like, okay, well, I got like I got six hours until the next show. We're good to go, right? Bring my laptop in to the house, plug it into the charging cable, press power, doesn't turn on. Give it 10 minutes, press power, doesn't turn on. 30 minutes, <laughs> press power, doesn't turn on. So I call him. I call my father-in-law, Muzz, fill him in on the situation. He's like, well, man, you know, and I didn't realize this. Steve, you would have realized this, but I didn't. Australian power outlets are a different voltage than American outlets. So American outlets pump out like 110 volt with like a 5 amp. Australian do 220 volt with like a 10 amp. And so my battery was charging with different power which at that stage, my mind's going, oh, I fried my battery. So my battery's completely fried. I can't turn on my laptop. I've got to do another show in six hours or I can't do this show. So I'm freaking out. <laughs> so I'm freaking out and I buy a new laptop. Send, send Taz to go get it, right? As I'm like trying to figure out my computer. She gets back. I open up the laptop. I get going on it. None of the programs that I need to run work because they just released these new laptops six months ago and so none of the programs are uh, capable of running off that chip yet so just bought a new laptop it doesn't work so get taz's laptop wipe it to factory settings load all of the programs that i need to load onto it get it all situated in five hours with like three minutes to spare before the sound check, right? And I'm like, totally, yeah, a lot of like, nothing's ever easy. <laughs> and it's been like, what, like nine, ten hours at this point for the whole day? Or just... Oh, yeah, I was, up at, I was up at 4 a.m. And now it's like, it's like 2 p.m., right? So yeah. I'm, I'm situated. I've done it. I pulled off the, like, the miracle of getting a new laptop situated to pull off this stream. Like, you guys know the technicalities of what it takes to do one of these streams. Listeners probably don't, but there's like four or five programs running simultaneously in order to do one of these live stream casts mm -hmm. and make it sound good and make it look good. So I get it all up and running. I'm feeling pretty stoked about myself. About two, three minutes to spare before the sound check for the show. The sound check is an hour before to make sure everything's situated. Bro, 158. Sound checks at 2 p.m. The lights in the greenhouse flicker. All the power goes out. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, you have got to be Fuck shitting me. me. <laughs> Fuck me. 
So <laughs> I run up into them. I, I'm thinking, oh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm in a greenhouse, like. Chipmunk ate the power. Yeah, yeah, right. Like some <laughs> kangaroo yeah, shoot you. through the lead or something. And I just look at my mother-in-law and the expression on her face. I realize that like the power is actually out. So oh, God, dude, we hop in the car. We drive up to uh, our my brother-in-law's house and they've got no power. Hop on the cell phone, call our friends in the area. All of power in Mount Macedon is out. And I've got a stream to Australasia in 45 minutes. <laughs> run, run back down to the greenhouse, grab everything I need, my laptop, my interface, my camera, hop in a, our rig. We drive to my sister-in-law's office, which is like a chiropractor's office, and set up the stream in their <laughs> like break room <laughs> Taz bless her heart Taz hand draws a Logitech sign amazing <laughs> and we do the whole stream from there I kind of lean into it a little bit like hey power went out crazy storm happening right now luckily your Logitech rally cams like and their mobility I you know because if it wasn't for the cams, it would have actually sure. legitimately been a shit show. Finish that show. I'm like, oh, great. We've got one show left. It's at 2 a.m. <laughs> of course, we'll have power back at the house by 2 a.m. Like, how is that like not going to be totally. possible? <laughs> I go to dinner and, like, just proceed to, like, get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> this had such a stressful day. I'm, like, just shit shooting with muzz my father-in-law and we're just he's like mike yeah you fucking pull that off right right and i'm just leaning into it like it is crazy there's like this one program that really is like three gigabytes you know <laughs> so we get back to the house it's like 8 p.m i'm gonna go to bed right because you know uh i gotta be up at midnight to do this other show so i go to bed convinced that the power is gonna be on any minute i'm gonna wake up do the cast, no problem. Bro, I wake up at midnight, power's still off. So our World was against you, man. World was against you. It was spinning the opposite direction. Damn, dude. So uh, our plan B was just to go back to Jill's office. She said we could go back there and cast. Call Jill. All of the power in Gisborne is out. So there's no power at her office either. So Muzz, my father-in-law, bless his heart, is like, mate, I reckon we could run it off a generator. <laughs> Pulls out a diesel generator, <laughs> starts it up. Luckily, their internet at their house comes through the phone line instead of, like, proper cable coax internet. We ran the last show at 2 a.m. off of a two-stroke generator. While trees are, I'm telling you, it's like a hundred year storm in Macedon. Trees are falling all over the winds. It's Hasn't happened like this before in a long time. Bro, the little pocket where Jen and Muzz's, my, my uh, in-law's house is, was like pretty sheltered because it's kind of down in this valley. But I could send you pictures of the surrounding areas. There was more trees down than, I mean, it must have been thousands of trees had fallen during the storm. It was insane, and it was <laughs> the only day. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I mean, like a year and a half, I haven't had a gig. And it's like the one day I've got one. 
it was so stressful. We, we finished the show at 3 a.m. Normally, when I'm out on the road, I, you know, when there's stress happening, I feel it, but not in the same capacity because I got a crew of capable men who I know will figure it out. Steve's there, Bear's there, my, Tim's there, my squad's there, and they are capable individuals who will figure out whatever it is we need to figure out. I still feel a little bit of stress because we can't do the gig, we don't get paid, and then I can't pay people, and I feel like shit. Yeah. But in this scenario, yeah. I was the only person who could figure the thing out. Mm-hmm. Luckily, like my family was around, and they were helping me navigate like how to do it. But just taking care of you emotionally, probably. Well, yeah, but like I couldn't go like the technicalities of what it was going to take to pull the stream off via the programs and the Internet and the sound and the video. I'm the only person in the room who knew that. And so uh, the sh- I'd never felt stress like that. I've felt stress oh, on yeah. the road before. But like I said, I've got capable individuals who I'm like. Bear, I believe you. You can figure, you know, like, Tim, you got this. You can do it. What do you need from me? A coffee? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was wild, dude. It was just, it was absurd. But they dug it. You aged in that day. You aged. Got a couple, you got a couple gray pubes, dude. Yeah, I I aged and I feel like I leveled up a little bit too. I got an email from the, the, program organizer that was just like so great afterwards Mm. um he's like um through all odds you know like the world (laughs) through every single obstacle they could it was almost like a motivational email he's like Mm -hmm. and you my friend pulled it off and us at logitech are we're thankful for you you know (laughs) he was so cool that's awesome and uh just complimenting taz and my family and my management team for just us pulling it off it was like I can't believe we pulled it off. It was absolutely insane. Amazing. You ready to do the next one when they ask you? Yeah, they're going to invite you back. <laughs> absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> I was waiting for them. Speaking of those, are you getting are you, uh, are you getting gig requests nowadays now that the world is back opening up? Yeah, we've got some. Uh, we've got some coming, coming in. Um, I recorded a solo, uh, like, stripped-down record. And so that's what my, like, 2021, beginning of 2022 is looking like, is, like, me on stage and a guitar. You need a hype man? And so the other, yeah, every day. Uh, (laughs) Got you, dude. So the, the you know, the shows that we're getting are, like, if if we accept offers, they're, like, privates. You know, like, private shows for corporations or you know weddings and i think that there's still quite a bit of hesitation with corporations to do in-person events i think that like some events are coming back like concerts are coming back sporting events are coming back but i feel like private in-person shows with logitechs or microsoft's are going to be the last thing to come back because they're yeah uh maybe just a little bit more hesitant or more careful or uh, i'm not Sure, but um, we haven't received a lot of those. We got some, some, some gigs. We got a festival gig, and we're we're playing the, the gorge with Dave Matthews uh, over Labor Day. Yeah, boy, which will be sick. When's that? Labor Day. Yeah, September third. Sweet. Just once, or 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 the weekend. Yeah, it's just one. We play Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah. cool. Sweet. You going, Steve? 
I don't know. Probably. You better be good. Let's, let's roll out. Yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna get the call for sure. Can I give? Can I give D Maths a chest bump? Uh, Davy Maths. I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Davy Mass was Davy. We saw Davy Mass one time at a hotel, and he obviously recognized you, and like came up and was very cordial and kind and sweet and so soft spoken. He sound he sounds just like you would expect him to sound like just very, <laughs> just like zenned out and and like he did a, four hours of yoga right before he came right. in. Um, and I remember him walking away after he had like said, "Hey, I give you a hug," and kind of walked away. We we're getting on an elevator, and he like turned away. And made it a point to come back and be like, grab my hand and be like, "Hey, man, I, I'm Dave." And I was just like, "I'm, I'm Julian, man. Thanks for coming back and shit saying that. Like, you didn't need to do that at oh, all." But Dave. it was a very sweet thing that he did. He's like a nice guy. He's so I think I can chest bump him. Give him a chest bump. I'm gonna give him a chest bump. Yeah, like, chest bump logs. Might, might be a little aggressive for him. I might give him like a, like a thrust. I don't think bump. any of those things would be appropriate. <laughs> Um, I might just give him like a back. Like a, I might just crack his back. <laughs> <laughs> just crack his back for from him. behind. Like, yeah. one of, like pull him back off his feet yeah. and try to crack his flexor. Yeah. I had um, yeah, Dave. Dave, I've uh, known Dave for quite a while. Dave was like one of the first people to give me a proper like opening slot. Um, and when uh. I had a manager at the time who had this like growth on his ear um, that he was like really kind of insecure. I mean, it was, I think what had happened is he had gotten his ear pierced <laughs> and, and, and it like the scar tissue just like never stopped growing. So he just had like what looked like, like a gauge on his lobe or like a second, like second gauge. It was huge. It was like this huge thing. It, it was pretty shout ugly. out. It, it looked like the tumor on a twelve-year-old dog's ass, dude. It was ugly. Yeah. It was super ugly, and, and you, like nobody had the nobody specifically like in the first five minutes of meeting him had the courage to be like, dude, what's on your ear, right? Like I've seen him meet a million people and seen them look at it, but not ask him, right, dude? We were playing for, with Dave Matthews at the Gorge, like this is like one of our first gigs ever for a real like a proper big band and dude dave matthews just walks right up to my manager and goes what's that <laughs> bro you got goiters i lost it i think laura was standing in that same circle it was like she me was. laura and this manager and uh, dave just comes up like and gets i mean it wasn't like he was far away and he pointed, and he could have interpreted, like, oh, do you mean my hat, or do you mean my shirt? Like, he got up there, like, two <laughs> inches away from the thing, and was like, what's that? <laughs> yes. That thing was, <laughs> so, it was so that savage. Was I was like, I love you, Dave Matthews, bro. <laughs> Hey folks, today our episode is brought to you in part by our good friends at Ladder Coffee. Head to laddercoffee.com and you can order beans directly from the brewer, as well as some of this beautiful cold brew. Locally owned and operated out of Spokane, Washington. Check it out. Ladder Coffee. I'm jacked! I'm kind of nervous, man. Like, honestly, 
like first full band gig back after a year and a half not playing in front of humans is going to be at the Gorge Amphitheater in front of like potentially 45,000 people. Like I'm kind of terrified. It's going to be fine, but uh, there's a part of my brain that's just like, what, what is, what is the, what is it that's terrifying? Just like just doing it again. Like, I mean, that's probably kind of a terrifying gig anyways. When you, you're always, I imagine you're nervous every time you go out and do something, no matter what, if it's a headline tour, if it's whatever. So, yeah, I guess it's just amplified by the fact that it's a like the biggest venue in our home state. And well, it's the biggest amphitheater in the United States. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's the biggest outdoor venue in Whoa. like as far as amphitheaters go. Wow, I didn't know in that. America, it's so cool. That's so sick, dude. I love that place. It's so yeah. sick. Um, but I think it's also too like. Uh, the the Dave Matthews band, whatever you think about <clears throat> their fan base or whatever you think about them, they they are one of the sicky sickest, nastiest live shows bands of all time, without Incredible question. Show. Like show. unbelievable. You if you you go watch Dave Matthews band, you're like, oh, that's okay. There, that's a different level. That's right. like a whole another level. And so coming out not having played in front of a live audience uh, for a year and a half and going on right before them in front of their fans, you know, it's just it's a little nerve-wracking a little bit. Yeah, of okay? When you haven't seen any of these people over a year and a half either that you're going to go play with. Right. You're going to have a lot of love like there. teammates. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're gonna have you, a lot you, of love. It'll be exciting. Everyone's gonna be so stoked that it's happening. Yeah, it's gonna be all positive vibes. Just go crush it. Yeah. Plus, I'm sure there's gonna be tons of love, man, from people that are like actual proper Allen Stone fans going to see the show as well. So, yeah, it's 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 the gorge, man. Like people go. I've been to that show a bunch of times. I don't even like Dave Matthews. I mean, I I like him for what he did as far as his handshake with me, but I don't care about his music. <laughs> Savage, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, it's fine. It's cool, but that's just—it's just a great time. And I—I I think people, you know, I would, I'm maybe I'll come, maybe I'll come watch you, dude. Maybe I'll come cheer you on, dude. Yeah, come rip it up. I'm gonna give be some wasted. Ge- give sure. some CBs, dude. Stevie, baby, you're gonna be wasted. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not drinking. Anytime no Alan plays at like 5 p.m., I'm getting mortgage board afterwards. Knocked. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, then you got to stay. You got to camp out at the gorge, man. Get those, get those real nice, get those real nice campfires going. That real nice campfire drunk. We went. I love, to, Steve, I love Steve at a campfire drunk in time. Oh, oh dude, thanks, camp, campfire Steve is like the. It's like yeah. uh, Smokey the Bear, uh, without the vest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I we I did. Uh, we used to go and see. Speaking of Dave at the gorge, we used to go and watch I l- i've loved dave matthews since i was like a teenager since crash bro since straight up since crash dude crash into me who and what we, do you know about it? what do you know about it we would go everybody out. knows about it literally everybody knows about crash <laughs> name another one uh grace satellite ants marching satellite bro, he's got satellite. starleaf Ooh, damn, dude he's got that's so many top hit. hit dude that's a top choice we would go. I met a uh, earlobe manager, bringing it back. 
was friends with one of Dave's merch people. And so we would get free tickets to go to the shows. And we had a gig in Montana the night before Dave Matthews. We were going to go from Montana, drive all the way to the Gorge, which is like an eight-hour trek, to go see Dave at at the Gorge and, you know, meet up with this merch girl. Like, she would bring us backstage and, like, get us on the bus back when I was, like, you know, 20 years old. It was like, whoa, dude, this is, you know, coolest I felt like I had made it, like just sure. because I yeah. was going in the bus. <laughs> and um, we were all exhausted. We played the night before in Montana. And uh, he's been on the podcast before, but he's one of our best friends, Alex Boyle. It's me, Alex Boyle, and our friend Joe Gill. It's us three. And I'm driving. And I'm exhausted. And I f- doze off. We're going 75 miles an hour down the freeway. And I wake up in the middle of the median going 75. I wake up because Boyle goes, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, you were totally sleeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like very calmly, like, hey, Smoking wake up. <laughs> I fishtail left, fishtail right, fishtail left again. Don't touch the brakes. I'm on cruise control. I'm going 75 pop it back up onto the freeway and somehow don't roll my parents' Buick rendezvous. Mm. It was the (laughs) most... I pull off to the side of the road, like... (gasps) Boyle chain smokes, like, nine cigarettes. Hey, Boyle, can you drive? Oh, wait. Dude, it's terrifying. Have you guys ever been, like, in a proper (laughs) car accident? No. No, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast, and I I don't think you had an answer for this either you're like nah i've never been in one but now you're telling this one Does he I've crash never... into me crash into <laughs> me <laughs> yeah of all the traveling that me and steve have done over you've never been in a proper collision steve nope i've been in one where it was just la traffic and we kind of my friend was driving and rear ended this other car just because they were both kind of going into the same lane at the same time so mm. it was just kind of like a a big dent in the front of the, they ditched. My friend was freaking out. He pulled over, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, a, we're going seven miles an hour. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no. God. So, savage bumper car games though. Putt and play back in the seriously. day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Bro, I, uh, who was it? Who was it when we were on the road flipped one of the go-karts? We went to that like really? go-kart spot in Houston? Dallas. Was it Dallas, Houston? Dallas. Dallas. Didn't, didn't did, wasn't it like Evan Oberla? Like, didn't he flip a go kart? He doesn't give a nickname like Hurricane Oberla. He doesn't do shit like that all the time. <laughs> what a <sad. laughs> he might have. I don't yeah. remember. Wasn't it a Buick? Le, wasn't it a Buick Lesabes, Alan? So at that time, Buicks. Was, run, Buicks you, your parents had Buicks a, all, yeah, all yeah, lifelong. They're a Buick family. They're a Buick family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, my my folks because. They just took pity on me that weekend or something. I was like, "Hey, can I borrow the Lesaber or can I borrow the Rendezvous?" My folks had like a Buick Buick Rendezvous, which you know had three rows of seats. I never told them either. I never told. This is probably how they'll find out. Like I never told them that I almost rolled it. It was, oh, it was uh, so terrifying, dude. I love when people reference 
anything by its first and last name. Like, like Ford, for yeah, Buick Rendezvous. Like, you just the Buick, the Buick Rendezvous are like a are like a first and last name when you're talking about some kid in seventh, and you're just like, yeah. oh man, Elliot Matheson was <laughs> totally taking a dump over next to me, man. It's like nobody knows who this person is, but you're given first and last names, Buick oh. Rendezvous. What you know about it? All Do they even up. make those? <clears throat> I don't know if they make them anymore. They were a good rig, man. They're a good rig. Do My parents went through two of them. I don't think they make Buicks. Oh, of course they do, bro. Tiger Woods really? drives them. Tiger Woods <laughs> drives them. Wow. How do you know? Because <laughs> it's in all the ads. He's the really? One. He's the I thought one. that was Matthew McCon. Oh, yeah, that's Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln, bro. Mm. Damn, dude. Could you guys imagine getting that commercial? Just sitting in a car looking pretty and saying nothing besides, mm. All right, all right. <laughs> which gig would be your dream gig like of all the commercials or movies commercials. or like what's your one gig that you're like dude that would be sick Are you talking to me anybody so, steve I'm talking to me st- i mean i know oh, flo- yeah. talking flo- to stacked in the that's the, what uh, where's my phone at now or flow stacked for sure dude i'm trying to you know i'm trying to gain a hundy and be chris farley man for show dude no, for sure. Don't lie to the listeners. I'm not. I'm not lying to the listeners. You're not I trying to, to gain a hundy. So <laughs> I wouldn't want to play the role unless I gained a hundy. Okay. Hmm. Question. Oh, you want to play a role as Chris Farley? Yeah. In a yeah. Nah. It, we, we we moved outside of not just commercials. No. <laughs> he, he said movies too. <laughs> he said commercials and movies. I don't want to play Chris. I mean, I would play Chris Farley in a in a commercial. I wouldn't. I wouldn't gain a hundy for a commercial though. Mm-hmm. I'd gain a hundred for like the proper biopic, mm-hmm. not for not was, for like a what if singular it was only, wireless commercial. What if it was only like the, <laughs> like the uh, in, investigation discovery biopic where it's like oh, kind of like it's like real footage mixed with like you know playing. So you only have like probably five minutes of actual acting Wait, happening yeah, between yeah. the movie. Yeah, but you're Chris Farley. Would you do it then? I have to make some real choices there, man. I might I might gain like fifty and then add a fat suit of extra fifty. Mm. Mm. I want to. I, I really want to. I really want. I don't think. And this is a serious thing. Like I would love. I I want to write a script where it is the last three weeks of Chris Farley's life, and it is like kind of a testament to not even a testament. It's it's more of like an awareness into uh, the, 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 what we didn't see of Chris Farley. We all think of Chris Farley as this comedic icon, and he is by far one of the greatest iconic comedians of our time maybe ever but you know his legacy goes on as kind of just like this crazy guy that got drugged out and and died and committed suicide who was hilarious and super fun and crazy but like i want to write a story about the last three weeks of his life and what was going on there and to kind of raise awareness of like um substance abuse and and uh mental health because telling that story through his lens is something that I don't think ever got told. And that's something that's really kind of profound to me. And I would love, I don't, I, I don't really do Chris Farley that well. I just, I, I, but I wouldn't want to, I mean, I feel like I would have to do that in order to play that role really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, I, I, you can't do that unless you gain that weight and feel that thing. You know, I wouldn't want to not pay homage to, to, to a life that is real, that to somebody who I lo- love and cherish so much, I think, yeah. Uh, it would be it would be important to me to do um, do that justice. Should I drop yes. 50 and play David Spade? 
Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Let's get David Spade on the podcast and ask him zero questions about him and just all about the last three weeks of Chris Farley's life. Oh yeah, my god! I'm... I think he would melt. He might. <laughs> yeah. So this, that's like, I mean, probably only happens once every hundred years, but somebody passing and people not sharing nice things about them. Like, what do you think if there's a barometer about like how terrible of a person you have to be in order for everybody to be like, oh yeah, that guy was a total, like at your funeral. Right. Thank God he's out of here. Right. Like, yeah, there's there's people who are alive that when they're alive, you'd be like, "Ah, that guy fucking sucks. Like, is it is it R. Kelly? Like, is that the barometer? Like, if R. Kelly dies, are we only going to think about the like kidnapping and the the rape stuff? Or are we going to be like, are we going to just somehow forget about that and only talk about I believe I can fly? Yeah, I think he's out of this. I think yeah. he's, I think he's out. I think he's out. I don't think, I don't think so. No, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. No, people, like, I think. Do I think people will say nice things for sure? It's like he was an asshole and was alive. Now that he's dead, he's a saint. You know. Yeah, like well, well, like I guess, I guess the question is, are people going to like bump his music like on that day? Like, like when DMX oh, passed away, everybody was like blasting. You know, like that's a perfect <clears throat> example. That's a perfect um, example. Like, but it's not. It's not a perfect example because DMX didn't have that same reputation. So, didn't he? It would be different. No, DMX no, not even close. no. Well, not like rape people, but like DMX was like a proper, like, in 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 and out of court. I, I don't no know, I don't know, but I but but either way, like that doesn't that that's not even on the same level as as no, something like a like a kidnapping and rape. Yeah, yeah like no, a, no, like yeah, an R. No, Kelly. Yeah, so it's just no, like if you bump in his music, I mean, but I don't know, man. Like I still. I still, you know, get down to Michael Jackson music all the time. It's always on. And he's somehow managed to, like, transcend this soci- social idea of canceled culture, although he's dead. I don't know. Um, he still plays. Nobody's playing R. Kelly. I'm not going to compare MJ's music to R. Kelly. So either. Not, me neither. Me neither. Totally. Right. But but, but the allegations are, aren't different. <laughs> Between like Michael and R. Kelly, they're pretty much like. I would even venture to say that the allegations against Michael are worse. I feel like I feel like for me as a listener of Michael Jackson, because so much of my identity was rooted in his music, it's almost as if like if I I don't know like I have R. Kelly, I didn't I, I didn't ever really listen to that much to begin with, so it's almost like I have to separate the music from the person from the artist. And if if I if I discontinue it from my life and from like my my world, it becomes it becomes like a, a dismissal of my own identity. And I don't know how to really do that because it was so much a part of my youth and my growing up sure. that I'm just like, I don't even know how to so get rid of that at this point. You're never going to watch a Harvey Weinstein picture again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the that's the hardest part about like an artist versus an, an art. Like, is the art – can the art live free of the artist? Can you, like, bump the hell out of R. Kelly tunes and not agree with his lifestyle? I think you can. I'm personally on the uh, on the space that 
you should be able to appreciate somebody's art separate from the artist. Um, yeah, it's your yeah. choice. I mean, yeah. it's ultimately like your decision to do whatever you want. People still listen to fucking, I believe I can fly. No, right, but they do that. But we, <laughs> I thought you were going to hit me with the woo. Sure, but, but then I realized we were ta- singing R. Kelly. And what's we the new trying song to... for the new Space Jam? Are they doing something? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I hope that it's like Lizzo or something. Mm, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That'd be awesome. Have you guys, is it out? I saw it's, a preview I for saw it. it. Yeah, nice. I've seen promotions for it. I went to a movie for the first time, bro. Yeah, what did you see? Nice. Oh, we saw Spirit Untamed, but Rudy'd never been to what a. Is that? is that the horse? It's like a horse. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, kid? Uh, <laughs> Untamed, had, bro. Rudy had never Untamed. been to a to a movie theater, and so we yeah, brought him wow. and his two cousins to the to the movies, and I saw the ad for Space Jam. LeBron's on it. And I'm like, no. Yes, yeah. I saw that ad when we saw it in the Heights last week. Oh uh, yeah, you saw that too, man. You guys have been seeing movies. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, the theater was still it was empty. Was it? Maybe eight other people in there. That's so interesting because so many places out here in New York are just so fucking packed. You Balls can... to the walls, just packed. That's crazy. Like, it's insane. Can, but you can rent, they were doing this for the last like three months, rent a theater in a screen for $200 and throw like a party. Dude, we just had a. People in there. Yeah, we just had that happen. I so there was a movie that I was a part of a year and a half, two years ago. Well, a year and a half ago was the beginning of COVID. Maybe like two and a half years ago, and we just did a premiere at said mm-hmm. venue that was mm-hmm. just like we're giving discounts on like offering our like small movie theater space to to like independent filmmakers who want to come and do these uh, screenings. And it was not really a small, tiny, little, like, independent theater. It was, like, this big, giant, massive room with hundreds of seats. And I was like, this is awesome. So he was like, yeah, we didn't pay much at all for this place. We paid, like, $500 for the night. I was like, wow, "Wow, this is great. It was a good premiere? Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was super cool. It was cool, man. It was super cool to be uh, back to that, back to being a part of, you know, uh, a cool project that that I had been able to be a part of and see all the cast and crew and be like, oh man, we made a movie. I forgot about that. Like, this is awesome. We're all back here together, drinking some champs, Ooh, having champs. some good times, dude, having a little red carpet walk, taking some pics. What'd I you wore wear? My, dude, I wore my, I was going to say, I wore my uh, flowered silk shirt that I wore to your wedding, although my nips are popping out of it now because I'm getting a little busty in the chest. Do so I don't have, look as... You, you, do, you do have a... Uh, very Busty pronounced chest. nipples. Oh yeah, it's because I pierced them, man. It's because I pierced them, and then they stayed big forever. You know why I pierced them, though, man? Here's a weird, vulnerable story for me. Because they used to be indented when I was a kid. Really? Like my nips were always indented because huh. I was like kind of a chubby, like young kid, uh-huh. and I had like all this like little cellulite all over my stomach. You just seen these kids at the like the water park that are just dancing around with their freaking little jiggly bellies. I, I was that it. little boy. I lived it too, <laughs> but I had these little, I had these little freaking indent nips, and I, and then when I like, and then the funniest thing was that like when I was probably the heaviest I ever was, I was just like, I gotta get rid of these fucking things, dude. I'm piercing my nips because I feel like that's gonna pull them out and make them real proper, and it did. Now they're just big nips. Oh man, I'm so glad that worked out for you. Huge, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel much more. Uh, Enormous secure man. with myself now because of it. Oh, 
That's great. Yeah, you guys want to see him? That's no. good. No, no, don't don't show us. We've seen oh, we've seen him. Loss. We can actually see him through your tank top. So <laughs> now you can't. Yeah, it was, it was wild being in a movie theater. There was nobody in there watching yeah. the show, but it was like, oh man. Do they love uh, their seat game? How are the seats in Oz? I was almost yeah. asleep in mine, dude. Full on lazy boy recliner. Yeah, seat seat game is weak. But the popcorn game was strong. Unfortunately, oh, though, they good. didn't have the like extra butter. You know, you know oh, how you can go and you get like your own. Like you can use your own amount of butter. I was like, come on, Oz, keep up, dude. That's we bullshit. Got... Yeah. Did you tell him behind the counter okay. to put some more on? No, no, it just came like stock. Let me give stock. you guys a, a thing uh, I just learned here. All right. Yeah. Please. Okay. When we were at the movie theater the other day, Mandy, who's been like a PA on our projects, obviously uh-huh. the listeners, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in the Heights. And she was telling us about a terrible date she had at a movie theater this one time, but she learned one thing that she has never not done since she went back. So we got the popcorn, and she said, get a straw, put it on the little butter thing, stick the straw in the popcorn, and then just swivel it around while you pour the butter in so it gets the butter all the way down to the middle and the bottom layer, and then you can do the top. It's not about the like the it's not about the jump and jump the jump and shakes. No, it's like the they just give you the popcorn, you put a straw in there, run the butter through the straw, and just mix it into the popcorn. A couple uh, behind me saw me doing that and was like, "Genius!" They did it, and then a lady behind them came up and did the same thing. Shout just out, Mandy Egger, dude! Yeah. What a brill! What a brilliant <laughs> lady, and the listener of the podcast, so she'll appreciate that. Wow, that's yeah, see, great. I would great just always that. fill mine up like halfway and then put the butter in and then take it back to the counter and ask them to fill it up the rest of the way mm. but not a very efficient way to do it because mm-hmm. you know especially if you have to go back in the line and uh you know <laughs> wait there while you're eating like half your popcorn and you like miss all of the opening <sighs> credits and previews which the previews are the best here's my beef no more previews <laughs> what there's no more previews. On Get the, out. I was sitting in there. I'm like, this is my favorite part of the movie. I think that might just be movie. an Australian thing. Dude. That might be an Australian uh, thing. I, I sat through eight. Oh, oh there were, were more great? So many. So many. Were you excited about every one of them? <sighs> there was a few that we were excited about. I wish I could remember them off, offhand. I know there was one with The Rock, so that's an instant yes. For my sure, favorite dude. American actor. Yes. Um, <laughs> and there were a couple <laughs> other just with like, maybe not even the movies, but just the actors that were in it. I was excited about the the cast yeah maybe not go to yeah. the movies to see it but like a definitely like oh good i'm glad they're making productions yeah. like that again because i know mm. people were wondering if that's ever even going to come back right like the old right. school like make movies for a theater whenever they right. just made for stream now right yeah. so to see I'm a few of those movie. was kind of cool that they were trying to put them together i'm just glad movie theaters came back in general man i thought, thought a lot of those places would just have died mm-hmm. and gone gone under that, but they're pretty not pretty sure they almost did if it wasn't for for sure man like they were for... already almost going under as it was before sure. covid mm-hmm. yeah we're excited that they're back they'd now to, they'd have to pivot to being like hey if you want to come watch you know the first season of peaky blinders today in the theater yeah like do you know pivot to doing something like that like yeah streaming but with the dolby surround sound and yeah. the lazy boy and the buttered popcorn but... Yeah, I think what they're going to have to do, I, I think a lot of retail is going to need to probably do this. And I'm hoping that we'll start seeing this and experiencing this in the States as we're coming out of this uh, pandemic is 
catering to the experience. Like, mm-hmm. I can go get anything I want on Amazon, right? And usually cheaper. It's going to be impossible for retailers to beat Amazon prices. But what they can't, what Amazon can't do is cultivate an experience. So when I go to my local retailer of jeans or men's clothing, I'm hoping that the pandemic and what will start popping up are these mom and pop shops where you're given an experience. So you go in, you get a whiskey sour while this really suave guy shows you what clothes are hip and helps you try on clothes. So you take a half an hour, 45 minutes to go get a pair of pants versus this like click and collect situation that has become so popular with the internet. I'm hoping that those shops will start popping up and I'm hoping that movie theaters will start doing that as well. Like, yeah, I can watch a movie at home. I can stream anything I want, but I'm going to AMC theaters because they have the best seats. They have the best sound, the popcorn and the food, the beer, everything is divine versus like dude, food game at AMC's is bullshit. It's like, well, who wants a who wants a slushy, bro? Give me like, <laughs> give me some fucking garlic prawns, bro. While I'm sitting and watching Paul Dano, I want to lick my fingertips while Dano's giving his fucking. There will Prosper, be blood monologues. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of Paul true. Dano, did you guys watch Escape at Denimora? No, no, I didn't, but I heard it was great. It's super. He's in it. It's super. It's him, Benicio, and um, Patricia Arquette. Oh, it's so good, bro. Yeah, dude. He's, he's and a crazy he's a story. Ben Stiller was like the showrunner of that show. Oh, really? no, he directed it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, Super he... cool, man. We just had a girl that was staying here at our house for a week um, who Steph, my roommate and our friend, had made friends with just randomly who was on a Ben Stiller production out here. She's an actress, and so she was coming out for her second time doing like a handful of episodes on this new uh, Ben Stiller show called Severance. Um, Sounded interesting, man. She was telling me all about her experiences with him. Sounds like such a sweetie, man. Says he's all gray now and just like... Oh, Benny Stills, bro? You kidding me? Benny Stills, dude. He's the legend, dude. I know. It's so cool to just be like like sitting in the room just like... She like came home from working on set and was just like, you know, so thrilled by oh, the whole experience and was just awesome. like god it was so cool i've had the best day it's like ah oh, that's so great man especially coming out of this last year and a half junkus how many what i like until you asked if there was a part for you in it i <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it was, I i asked immediately <laughs> yeah, like, do you need a, do you need an assistant you need me you need me uh what i i think what's coolest about stiller's story is He's been in the entertainment industry forever. His par- both of his parents were actors, and yeah. he's like been on sets since he was, you know, one years old, mm-hmm. and he still just has such a passion for filmmaking. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's great. Like so, we cool were watching. My brother Gabe was out here uh, for for my birthday, and he uh, turned on uh, Happy Gilmore last night. And Ben Still is like I've just forgotten that he was in that movie, like as the as the asshole orderly. doctor. Yeah, the, yeah, orderly, the orderly that's just like you got glasses, shut the hell up, you know. <laughs> well guys, we just picked up man's movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My fingers so hurt. <laughs> My fingers hurt. She had a great role too. I've always wanted to write a record or make a band. Like, you know how there's 
this is band Scary Pockets that like takes all these like pop songs and makes some funk songs. And there was a um, there was a band called Postmodern Jukebox. I think they're still doing their thing. They take all these pop songs and make them like fifties tunes. I w- it always happens to me with people our age that like one of the first icebreakers is we stand in a circle and we just like recite our favorite lines from shows that we've all seen. And I wish that there was like a band that all their lyrics were just those lines. Like the song is called Happy Gilmore and it's just all your, fa- my fingers hurt, my fingers hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, there might be somebody. Well, now you're full landscape, dude. There might be somebody, man. Maybe we can, maybe we can write some of those songs. I'm trying to make that band. Can't you? Are you too good for your home? Are you too good for your home? <laughs> I don't want your Go life. <laughs> let's let's put it on the list of to dos. Yeah, we could definitely start writing live some songs. At the Lodge, that. Is live at the lodge, a, uh, like a a cir- cycle, cycling thing that's going on still. Mm-hmm. Are you guys still? We did exactly what we did for the podcast for live at the lodge, which is we backed. Right banked some shows and i've been releasing those we did a couple of these like a song from nothing's like me steve and laura just like wrote songs from nothing and edited them they're actually super cool and we're getting good response back from people on the patreon dude they're great songs Um, i need the workout jam i need i need i want the tunes yeah yeah get that that was that was a cool song and we've also been releasing the productions that we did we all did together so like the valentine's day banquet it's up now I'm releasing it slowly, so I'm just doing all the songs from it, like all the covers on the Patreon page, uh, and then we'll release the full thing. I released the original variety show that I had made. We're giving the Patreon people bang for their buck. It's not all the same Live at the Lodge stuff, but we're giving them exclusive, quite a bit Mm -hmm. of exclusive content. So, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen those, those that variety show, that Christmas special, those valentine's banquet and all this episodes of live at the lodge you better jump on board and get with the probe come on now come on now haven't you guys met us we got cold brew sponsorships now we're getting we're getting serious straight where is that cold brew did i need some of that yeah i was thinking i was thinking about turning on my like fourth coffee of the day but no uh, yeah still water why why do you say no to him steve because it doesn't you're looking out for his. You're looking out for his best ends. He doesn't need four coffees to sit in the house all day. <laughs> I'm doing stuff. Are you going to go to the Are you going to go to the park? What are you guys going to What are you going to do today, Alan? Um, Rudy and Taz are down. I mean, dude, we're in. I'm in Lauren, where we got married. You guys have been to Lauren, but the yeah, viewers haven't. Lauren Victoria is uh, one of the most incredible uh, beach towns in all of the world. And uh, we're here for the weekend. We're going to go to the beach, bro. We're going to go down and get some lunches, man. Nice, um, dude. Pulled pork sandwiches. <laughs> it's not really a thing over oh, here. Avocado yeah, they're, toast. They're avocado toast Yeah, there's for not, breakfast everywhere. Not, not really that. Pulled pork is not a thing you find. Um, oh, that's too bad. It is too bad. I mean, it's they have other stuff that's really great. So, <laughs> Nope. No, they don't. <laughs> I don't want a whole like, prawn sandwich. I can tell you that. Yeah, I wish we could go back to Chin Chin Din. Oh, oh. stop it! I we know. Went, we, I mean, we went there uh, a month ago, bro. It was still just as good as it's ever been. 
got that king, really? we got that kingfish sashimi. Steve, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Any of our viewers ever get the opportunity to go to Melbourne? Go to a restaurant called Chin Chin, and get the tasting experience. It's like, I think it's like sixty five bucks. It's well worth every penny. Unbelievable! Every dish, and you can't finish it. It's just Best too meal tasty. Of my life. That is, I think that is the best meal I've ever had in my life, which is... Ten courses. Well, the coolest part about them, too, for the listeners, if you do end up doing this, we'll have an off chance, if someone has something like a gluten allergy or they don't eat pork, they don't, like, just skimp on that. They'll make you your own dishes as a part of the yeah. experience, like, for you, so no one misses out. It's yeah. the coolest thing a restaurant's done. Like, yeah, Here's it's just insane. three options. It's like, right. no, man, they full plates just for one or two people it was amazing right, that was a blast that was a good time are you waving over there at tent dude yep taz and rudy just walked through the door which in one crack cold one or what is it noon yet <laughs> which, means, which means he's gonna which means he's ready for his first 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 logger of the day five o'clock where uncle bluto is yeah yeah seriously yeah you gotta go hang with the fam now dude yeah go gonna, be a real dad i'm gonna go do the do the daddy-o thing but uh dude this was fun guys i uh, yeah let's do it I, I loved um, catching up with you, and uh, hopefully the folks at home got a few giggles out of this episode. This is a new um, medium for us yeah. doing the yeah. shows like this, but uh, the sound's great. The video's okay. Mine is. Your guys' looks basic. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah, I had fun. I love you guys. Miss you love very you too, much. Bud. Love you too, man. We'll, start, uh, we'll have these continuing every single week. Alrighty. That's great. Now Alrighty. Give the family love out there. Yeah. Kiss everybody, everybody for me. You too, Steve, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you too, Steve. Everybody just kiss everybody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Peace. Peace. Bye. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge. <laughs>